Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. If you want to keep any audience interested in your franchise for long enough, you have to start throwing in some things that they're not expecting. Otherwise, things can get stale, things can get boring, and quite frankly, things can get like the things that I cook in the kitchen. Now, thankfully, it's not my cooking that we're here to talk about today because I am Sean Ferrick for Trek Culture, and here are 10 Star Trek twists that pissed everyone off. Number 10. Wesley's Return. Well, the internet certainly had feelings over this one. If you were like this author, then the arrival of Wesley Crusher in the finale of Picard's second season was a moment of fun and enjoyment. If, however, you were one of the vocal contingent online, this return came with a bit of a price. It had been 28 years since Will Wheaton last had a speaking role in Star Trek that wasn't left on the cutting room floor, so it's natural to assume that there might be a bit of an adjustment to the change of performance after all. Several commenters believe that Wheaton's performance felt like an extended segment of his presenting on the ready room. There is certainly a degree of fairness to this. Now, this may not be the biggest criticism that Wesley Crusher has ever faced, but it certainly banded a section of the fandom together. However, it must be said, no matter how many that call for the return of something, there's always going to be some that aren't happy. Number 9. General Ndoye isn't actually dead. The finale of Star Trek Discovery's fourth season gave the audience many reveals. While Species 10C are easily one of the most beautiful alien races to be realised on screen in all of Star Trek's history, and the final scenes showing the Federation beginning its journey toward rebuilding, there were unfortunately some rather annoying twists that simply didn't pay off. General Ndoye of United Earth is racked with guilt over her helping Buck and Tarka attack the 10C. As penance, she volunteers for a suicide mission. It will allow her to save the ship and its crew, though almost certainly will result in her death. There is a wonderful goodbye scene which is played just to the right level of emotion. Then she beams away. Within moments, her shuttle explodes and she's saved via transporter. Her salvation comes almost before the shuttle has finished burning. There isn't any moment to even believe she had perished, making the entire goodbye scene entirely pointless. It seemed to be included purely for tugging heartstrings, though all it did was serve to wind up the audience, with bare moments left to enjoy the season. Number 8. B4 Star Trek Nemesis was billed as the final Next Generation era film, meaning that at the time, anything could happen. Any character could be bumped off or any storyline could be revisited. Therefore, when the trailers showed Data activating an identical Soon-type android, fans sat forward on their seats like a Hollywood-era Leonardo DiCaprio, thinking the time had finally come. Lore was going to make his return to Star Trek. Who better to see the crew to their end than one of their oldest foes? Well, that's not quite how things panned out. Nemesis introduced B4, a prototype android that had been built by Dr. Soong. Somehow, and it is never explained in the film, Shinzon came into possession of him and used him as bait. And that's it. 
the great tease of having a final showdown between Data and Lore, which would still have easily allowed the death of both characters, was instead swept away. Though this is not Nemesis's greatest sin, see the other entry on this list, it certainly is a marked one. Data's final outing deserved far better. Number 7. Hugh's death in Picard. Jonathan Del Arco returned to Star Trek appearing in Picard's first season. Though this list is less about deaths that annoyed the audience, as there is a list already out there for that, Hugh's fate deserves a place here because it's so utterly frustrating and pointless. Fridging Hugh simply to show the audience how bad Narissa was, something entirely unnecessary as she was already dastardly enough all by herself, was a waste of a character return. The first season of Picard didn't handle many of the returning characters well, but this felt particularly egregious. If the logic behind Hugh's death was to have a character with whom the audience would identify with die, shocking us all, then, in a way, they succeeded. In another way, they managed to annoy viewers sufficiently as well. Perhaps it was the mean-spirited nature of his death, or the pointlessness of it, but this ending for a beloved character was a damp squib moment in the show. Number 6. Rios Stays Behind this one is actually a bit of a sad entry to write, as the storyline in which Rios meets and falls in love with Teresa is one of the stronger ones on offer in Picard's second season. However, if there is one thing that this author must stand by, it's the Temporal Prime Directive. With Rios' decision to stay behind and seemingly no effect on the future whatsoever, this suggests that Rios was an unimportant factor in any events, no matter how big or small. That does the character a massive disservice. It's not simply because as an audience we want the best for our characters, but the show seemed to build Rios up from the beginning. He was a smuggler, then he was an ex-commander, and he was the captain of a legacy ship. To be frank, Rios was important, and then he wasn't. And while there was pathos in his decision, the timeline was then said not to need him to return to the future, nor would his actions have much of an effect on the past. Adding to this was the knowledge that Santiago Cabrera would not be returning for the third season, which means that, despite the happy ending in which he finds a family with Teresa, this exit felt like a rushed way to get him out of the show. Millions of people have lost weight with personalised plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Number 5. Q and Vash on Deep Space Nine It's not often 
that I will criticise a Q episode. Let us assume for the moment that Encounter at Farpoint exists in a universe all of its own. We'll just call that a universe a thank you for existing, please don't call us, we'll call you universe. Q-less stands a strong chance of landing in that same space. Q simply didn't work on Deep Space Nine. So that moment where he turns around while working on the runabout has led to a sense of joy in the audience. Then the episode unfurled. While it would be disingenuous to say that the boxing match between Q and Cisco doesn't stand as one of the most fun moments in early DS9, the rest of the episode is an absolute snore. A Q episode should never be that. Slow, perhaps. Action over story, hello Star Trek Picard. But a snore. This was the greatest crime to be visited on the character, short of being dumped on the bridge of the Enterprise, naked as the day Gene Roddenberry envisaged a future. Number four, Chakotay and Seven. Considering that this storyline arose from a dare, it's little wonder that Chakotay and Seven were as much of a shock for the performers as it was for the audience. The earlier episode that sort of teased this human nature did little to soften the blow of this sudden affair between the two. The story goes that, as Jerry Ryan was seeing Branham Braga at the time, Robert Beltran issued a dare that Braga let Seven end up in a relationship with someone. Braga responded by shoving the two characters together in the final episode of the show, Endgame. Frankly, it makes as much sense as it sounds. Audiences were confused. When did they get together? In the episode, it stated they're on their third date. A first might have been nice to witness. Apparently, in Admiral Janeway's time, they go on to get married. If the backlash to this twist was anything to go by, perhaps that's why Star Trek Picard opted to drop this entirely and focus on Seven forging her own path instead. Number three, role flipping. Although Star Trek Into Darkness does appear more than once in this list, that's not to say this is a hated film Yes, I know there are sound bites out there that will come back to haunt me for that. However, there are many excellent parts to this movie, not least of which being Benedict Cumberbatch and Peter Weller's performances. However, there is one scene that simply displayed a lack of appreciation for those who had followed the character of Spock for more than 10 seconds. The big climax of the film sees James Kirk killed by radiation as he attempts to get power back to the warp core. This mirroring of Spock's sacrifice from the Wrath of Khan is actually played well until Spock's scream of Khan. Oh, you know the one I'm talking about. Khan! <coughs> it takes the moment from a genuinely engaging death to utter ridiculousness, including the scream at all was risky. It was hokey enough when Shatner did it in 82, but to have Spock doing it. To top it all, after the outburst and the chase scene, Kirk is brought back to life by Khan's superblood. Honestly, it's barely worth explaining the context of that. The film looks nice. Oh, and the music is good too. Number two, Shinzon is a rapist. This reviled and completely unnecessary plot point in Star Trek Nemesis stuck out like a sore thumb at the time and remains an awful moment in Trek ever since. Tom Hardy's Praetor Shinzon is revealed via a telepathic link enabled by his Riemann Viceroy to be a rapist. He violates Deanna Troy, though he physically doesn't touch her, the insinuation is clear. There are several reasons why this twist was simply awful. First, it relegated Deanna from a bit part character to a device by which the audience discovers something about the villain. After 15 years of Star Trek, this simply wasn't fair to the character. Also, once a character is revealed to be a rapist, there's almost no way for an audience to empathise with them again. 
Therefore, any conversation that followed between Shinzon and Picard would ring hollow. While he may have been talking about his desperate youth that he spent in the Riemann mines, the audience had lost any and all sympathy for the character. From the moment he appeared in Deanna's quarters, audiences were simply waiting for his inevitable death scene. Number 1. John Harrison's True Identity Benedict Cumberbatch appeared in Star Trek Into Darkness. Initially, he was playing John Harrison, the rogue Starfleet agent who attacks several important installations. Through the course of the film, he is revealed to be none other than Khan Noonien Singh, the genetically engineered Superman hell-bent on well, saving his family. The main issue with the twist is how badly it was handled. First, it was as clear as daylight that this is the character he would be playing. While there are far worse crimes in time and space than this, the fact that the studio doubled down on their denial, that somewhat spoiled things. Next, there was a huge musical cue as Khan revealed his name, as though everyone in the universe would react to a name never previously heard in this continuity. Third, the idea of a rogue Starfleet agent was strong enough on its own. The inclusion of Khan was simply a grab for returning fans, which is even more of a shame because Star Trek 2009 did a great job of winning new fans to the series. This was a twist that was absolutely unnecessary. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.